I could sing a song I made up about my girlfriend's fish. <laughs> it's Madomi Houdini and Inners. They're the best friends you could ever ask for. Madomi Houdini and Inners. Facebook. After this month hiatus, we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, no, that was brutal. So it's been a while. It has it been has a while. It's been a while. But we're back. We uh we 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 came back, unlike last time that we went on a several week long hiatus. But we did come back. We did. And that's what counts. It was um, a, a series of unfortunate uh, circumstances he, that led to the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So first was I had a wedding to go to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then was I had a birthday to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was leaving town the next day. Yep. Then was I don't remember. It was another birthday. It wasn't me. Oh no. yeah, it was. Yeah, you were. You were. It was another birthday weeks. I was at. And then. I was sick. Yeah, you were sick, and oh. Roland is adjusting, so things were just yeah. in a giant poop pile. And then this week, Roland is still w- dealing with a work schedule. Yep. Which should be resolved soon. Hooray. In the next couple weeks here. That'll be not we an miss issue him. anymore. Um, but we're back now, uh, and this month is hopefully going to be a lot less hectic from this point on. Hopefully. I'm going on nights in, in a week, though. Oh. So, you know what's funny? I'm coming much. off nights in a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this works. Those mismatched <laughs> schedules, though. We're, we're basically just not allowed to see people. Uh, but then I'll be back on nights in two weeks. Yeah, I still don't know how you can do that. I hate it. Yeah. Passionately. It, so- it like, sounds off. I want to. Sh- I would shoot myself in the face. It. I've complained about it, and my boss agrees that it's dumb. We just haven't gotten around to changing it yet. Hopefully soon. Hopefully. That'd be nice. It would be. It would be quite excellent if we could have that issue resolved. N- not be an issue anymore. Yep. What is most excrement? Oh, there we go. I think this would is you... my broken cable. Probably. Yes. Yeah, it's my broken cable. That's the broken one. Yeah. Uh, it's, but yeah, uh, it's been yeah, uh, there. It is been oh, an interesting, uh, interesting time. I mean, it's mostly just been cold, then warm, then cold, then warm, then cold, and then cold, and still yeah, so cold. So we here. had winter, yeah. Then second winter. Yeah. Well, yeah, we went through what? What? What is your? Hold on. And what then third winter. Because you're. Li- I love the list. You and have. then elevenses. <laughs> with, uh, with with uh, yeah, uh, full spring April and the spring of deception. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, winter, full spring, second winter, spring of deception, third winter, mud season, actual spring, summer, false fall, second summer, actual fall. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just been cold and I'm I'm unhappy about it. I see I'm normally not one to complain about the cold. Uh but I've really been wanting to get some work done <laughs> on my car. And, and it's um, less pleasant to do in the cold. It it very much really is. Why the fuck am I not getting any notifications about us being live? I haven't gotten one yet either. Like, are we the are we one of the people affected by that people just don't get our notifications shit? It it could be. I'm, I'm It'd pretty be new. sure. We've had a month of not doing anything. Maybe we got dropped off the notification schedule. It's so dumb. Like, I I really, really hate all of this, like, we're trying to cater the internet for you. So we're not listening to the settings that you've put in for the things that you subscribe to yeah. and instead are applying arbitrary weighting to things that you do because we think we can read your mind. And the problem is they can't. Why? Because I'm not some girl named Becky in fucking Southern California Why that not? drinks fuckloads of Starbucks and wants a Porsche. Right? I feel like those kinds of people, you know, the Trevors that buy, that really like, you know, their Mercedes AMG and just drink way too much Starbucks and are into things like Juicero, those people. What's Juicero? Remember that juicer that really, it just, you put a bag in it of pre Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, those kind of people, I feel like Google understands. Why? Because that's where the fuck Google is. Everyone else, though, can just get fucked. Apparently. Like, Google has not done a thing that is aligned with my interests in, like, a decade. Do you know who is doing things aligning with my interests, though? Uh, who? Netflix is getting better. Oh, really? Well, I've had two shows now on Netflix suggested <laughs> to me that are relevant to my interests and foreign. Oh? Yeah. They were, they're both uh, German shows. Right, so they're they're dubbed in English. That's pretty awesome. I think so. Wait, where are they from? Germany. Oh, yeah, they're or, they're German television shows. Oh, what are they called? Uh, one of them was called Dark, and I have to remember what the other one was. Because oh. I will say, one of my favorite movies of all time is a German movie called Cargo, and it is a fantastic film. It sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Uh, it's space sci-fi. Thriller-ish? Is is that the one where they transport capsules with people in it to a place? No, I'm thinking of Space Truckers. Never mind. No, yeah, no. This is not a comedy. Okay. At yes. all. Square pigs. That's <laughs> what they transport in Space Truckers is square pigs. Yeah, no. This pigs. is... They're a big cargo ship uh, transporting people to... I can't remember the name of the place... And shit starts going fucky, and they have no idea what's going on, and then they, like, 
find out that cargo has been tampered with and they're Sounds like, really neat. yeah, it's a really, really, really good movie. I highly recommend it. It is one of my, it's in the list of my all time favorite movies. It sounds familiar. And it's German. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't mind that. Cause when, I mean, especially growing up, a lot of the stuff I watched was not English. I found out. Yeah. We have all the Japanese anime that was brought over and translated. Mm-hmm. One of my uh, kids' movies I really liked, The Polar Bear King, is a Swedish film. Oh, really? And I just never noticed that the talking really didn't match up most Ooh. of the time. I, uh, I, I mean, I did watch a lot of, like, Japanese stuff when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I was one of those, like, kids that was all into the Pokemon and the Digimon and the Dragon Ball and... Yep. Studio Ghibli, everything. Oh, Studio Ghibli. Uh, the, one of the creators from yeah, Studio Ghibli has died. I- Iwoha Takahara. I- something Takahara passed away. He's the... I can tell you in just a second. Uh, the guy behind stuff like Grave of the Fireflies. Isao Takahara. Yeah, Isao Takahara has uh, passed away. He was the director for Grave of the Fireflies, Only Yesterday, Pompoko, and the Tale of Princess Kaguya. Yeah, some of the old, really old, really classic Ghibli stuff. Like, oh my god, Grave of the Fireflies. If you want to fucking cry... Yeah, it's not a happy movie. It's not a happy movie. It's one, of the, it's one of the movies that I have trouble going back and watching again. It takes a certain emotional fortitude to put yourself through that. I, yeah. I think that most of the Ghibli stuff is pretty, like pretty heart-wrenching in one way or another the thing the thing i've always loved about ghibli is it touches right it touches you because it's not i don't want to say realistic because i mean there are definitely not giant fuzzy things in my forests but um it, it still is lifelike well in, yeah. in a lot of what it touches well on. The, the, the i think the word you're looking for is that it touches on the character's humanity yeah but the, for all their characters yeah it it, it fleshes out their character's to a point where you can really relate to and fall in love with them. Well, yeah. Right? Because their characters have fears, their characters have desires and wishes and dreams, and not all of them are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And you, you watch these characters that they do a really, really good job of humanizing, go through things. And, it, you know, you find it super relatable, not because it's like, like Hollywood goes about it a different way. They do the whole like, "Hey, look at this everyman who's a mechanic just like you." Yeah, they yeah, give you a like, hole to fill, not yeah, give you exactly. A character, right. Whereas you know these characters like fucking uh, Kiki's Delivery Service was that Ghibli? I think it was that's Ghibli. Ghibli all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. I'm not a fucking teenage witch girl living in a weird French. I. Th- think it 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 certainly feels french (laughs) French french-ish town flying around on a broom at all i i i have (laughs) no i have no idea what that experience would be like i can't relate to that but you can relate to being an outsider yeah i can relate to her as a human as a person with empathy exactly i just i just think it's so cool that even with exactly what you mentioned and also the fact that some of these characters are so embedded in the like fantasy genre that you're just like they are not at all almost human except for the 
the emotional part you relate to. Yes. So you can relate to shit and characters in these movies that aren't even human, but they still have so much humanity to well, them. Like in Pompoko, for example. Yeah. Or uh, like that was all fucking raccoon to tanuki things. Tanukis. With gigantic testicles. Depends which version you watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, I don't know. Everything Studio Ghibli is touched. I've, I've yet to watch uh, The Secret Life of Arietti, which is their most recent one. Yeah, Arietti did not catch my interest. I don't know. The whole yeah. little people thing was never a... Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch it because I'll, I'll be honest. When I first heard the... It just reminds me of... For, the... um, uh, what's the mermaid one? Or fish one. Ponyo? Ponyo. When I first heard what Ponyo was about, it didn't sound interesting. I didn't like Ponyo much, actually. No? I no. enjoyed it. I I don't know. it. I don't know what it was about it specifically. Like, it was beautiful. It, you know, the the art direction in it was phenomenal. Um, I, I f Actually, I think Ponyo is one of the ones where I just could not find a character to latch on to really well i i just everyone was just a little too weird the the thing on it that i felt was unlike most of them where any character you're given to meet will have either a lot or no screen time the characters in this had sort of an average amount of screen time and uh, you don't i think i think i agree you don't really get attached to any of individually because they're i find their problems aren't really problems yeah but it comes across i like it because it comes across really sort of just it's weird to call it like a day in the life situation especially considering how it ends <laughs> but right it's just people doing what they always do yeah. following their own their own passions yeah it i don't know it, it like the I, I don't know i feel like the narrative in it wasn't very standard it was a, like it was a pretty non-standard storytelling method for that one you know which actual story it's based on right i don't it's it's a, it's the little mermaid really right? that's the story oh. it's based on i actually i did not yeah. catch that but um yeah no i don't know it, it's one of those things like I, I, of course like <laughs> Any given studio is gonna ha like I'm and I'm again I don't want to say like Ponyo's a bad movie. No, it's just lots not, of people liked it. Yeah, it just it wasn't really yours. It wasn't for you. Yeah, it wasn't really my style. Yeah. Um, then again, I am a huge, huge fan of My Neighbor Totoro. Yep, and that's definitely not like a everyone movie either. There's can, tons of people who are like eh, it was boring. I can think of some of their older stuff that I don't think you would enjoy, like uh, Whispers of the Heart. Which is a? It's where the the Baron comes from. the The cat in the Cat Returns. Oh, that's his first appearance. But he's a he's a, a doll. But that's all about a girl and her her personal struggles mm. in real life. There's no magic, no folklore. That's the thing I always love. Their Ghibli's take on folklore has always been fascinating. Yeah, because it's not common folklore. And it's especially not common for us. No, 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 it's really not. I think the world building is like my favorite part. Is they mm -hmm. just they <clears throat> they do it so naturally that all the everything they pull from and create a world that it seems as though that world has always been, and that's kind of how you things how you know it. Like it doesn't seem foreign. Like they don't make it 
they don't make it seem weird or out of place. Not yeah. not to mention a lot of the things that they do as well. I really like the way they tell stories um that are supernatural ish but can also easily be interpreted as just the world through the eyes of a child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's what almost all of my neighbor Totoro is. Yes, absolutely. And that's what Totoro is about. It's about childhood. Yeah. Right? It's about the wonders of of that, you know, innocent so, curiosity or innocent uh, imagination. Yeah, so let's see. We've got Castle in the Sky. Uh That's all right. Yeah, it was that I like that one. Grave of the Fireflies was ow. It is a fantastic film, but it is definitely a heart-wrenching oh, experience. I, I haven't yet watched it. You it's will, on my list. It, yeah. You I should. I haven't watched it yet either. Uh, you will leave changed and probably go and hug the people close to you. Yeah. It's not a kind movie emotionally, though it is a... like. I think one of the reasons it's so sad is also because it is heartwarming in a way because you see the struggles that the characters go through just in order to protect each other yeah right and it's this it really is a tale of like you know sibling love protection type situation just trying to survive and so you watch these characters and you want so bad Right. For them to make it right. And like they make you fall in love with these characters and then they do horrible, horrible things to them. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? My Neighbor Totoro, obviously one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I, it's I, one of my favorites. I grew up with it. Yeah, it, me too. I actually, they just did, re, they just redid, a, they did a Blu-ray release yeah. of it. And it, I went back and I watched it and like the whole time I was watching, I was just like, I forgot how incredibly beautiful this I, movie is. I have one question. What? Which dub did they use? I think they used the Disney dub. <sighs> but that's okay, because I don't watch it dubbed. I watched it subbed. And the Blu-ray comes with subtitles in the Japanese audio as well. Okay. Oh, Good. that's nice. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. One of a, my favorites. That was a fun movie. Uh, only Yesterday. I haven't seen... I haven't seen that one yet. Um, I have most of these on my on my system too. Yeah, Porco Rosso, which I haven't seen. I uh, that's it's a funny apparently one. Apparently fantastic. It is. It, I'll it's have good. To it's put all it on about, the list. It's pigs. Yeah, I know it's mm-hmm. pigs. Uh, Ocean waves. I'm not sure about. Uh, Pom Poco. Uh, again, that was a kind of a cute movie. Yeah, has I, some heart wrenching moments. Yeah, in Yeah, but I mean. It can only be so heart wrenching when you're watching giant fuzzy things run around and yeah. deal with like what was it? it was deforestation or something? Yeah, it's the destruction yeah. of their their natural home. Uh, Princess Mononoke, one of my favorites because it's oh. all folklore. Yeah, that was like I, number one. Yeah, I did really like that one. It's funny because like Princess Mononoke is one of those movies that fits into a set of three movies from my childhood because they all sort of have a, the same slightly unapproachable type of vibe to them. Because Princess Mononoke, as far as the Ghibli films go, to me, was probably the, one of the least approachable ones, right? Because it's so 
foreign. Yeah. To... Especially compared to <laughs> other Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Right? It's full of gore and blood. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah, it's quite violent in comparison yeah. to the rest of them. Like, the rest of them kind of tug at more emotions rather than... Yeah. Like, there's lots of visuals, but not, like, well, not like scary visuals and, like was in Princess Mom. Yeah. And, and well, and not only that, but the folklore and the storytelling in it is very Japanese. Yes. Um, oh, absolutely. So the way the story is told, what the story is about, everything about it is extremely foreign for a North American audience. Yes. And it, I am actually quite surprised that it did, it did as well as it did. Um, and it actually fits into two other movies that I really liked from the same time when I was a kid. I saw them. And I think that also ha- is why they all remind me of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, Wings of Hanayamis. Oh yeah, Wings I don't of Hanayamas. Yeah, that yeah. was a, that was a an amazing movie too. Yeah, and then also um, uh, uh, Pat Labor. Oh yeah, that was un- honestly for like for like a mecca. It was just like yeah. Oh, really? so so for me, Princess Mononoke, Wings of Hanayamas, and Pat Labor all sort of they're completely different, all entirely unrelated films, but they all sort of fit into the same category of like strange but compelling extremely japanese films i'm -hmm. I'm gonna i'm gonna throw one more in there you can't leave out spirited away the world in that one is like and the amount of folklore and shit that happens in that is like unbelievable (laughs) and i could watch that movie six million Uh, times i watch it all the time over and over again like that princess mononoke and spirited away are by far just because of all the and i love i love big weird ridiculous worlds yeah and those two have like i Um, love the fact that spirited away starts as just like your average thing mm -hmm. and just explodes it just morphs well and and that that fits back into one of the other things i was talking about before with the whole like you can't really tell at the end if she really imagined all of it Right. If she it's it's like it could have been the world through the eyes of a confused and lost child. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's one of those things where I really appreciate that because, you know, there are very few things as wondrous and strange as the imagination of a child. Well, think of think of that. It could they could have just done the like Alice in Wonderland ending where it's like she just wakes up by the tree. Yeah. Like and then it's like. Uh, what and it's just like come on wake up and she's just like uh i I feel like spirited away kind of was the alice in wonderland of japan it it sort of there's a lot of parallels um i i definitely think it handles the ending a little better because i'll tell you right now it was all a dream you put that in a thing and i hate it just by default yeah that's kind of fair um but i like the you don't know if it was a dream. Yeah. The confirmation of, yes, absolutely it was a dream is, I'll agree, kind of like and sometimes a cop-out, but... not even Sometimes not even it was a dream, but in the way Totoro was, um, just the world interpreted through the imagination yeah. of a child. Right. You could, you could, you know, she could have just been wandering around the woods for an hour and imagine that's what she came up with because god knows i came up with all kinds of stuff oh, walking god. through the woods oh, right? oh yeah so there's nothing saying that that, you know, that couldn't be what it was it doesn't matter because 
the tale is more important than the reality exactly. in this case. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is you're not really supposed to think what actually happened. You're supposed yeah. to just take the story as yeah. the, the story, right? It's it's like a legend, right? You don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is just something happened and the local population from a thousand years ago didn't know how to explain it, you know? Uh, <laughs> and And so now you have tales of fire gods and dust spirits and you know things like that like superstitions and all that uh, what else do we got we got uh whisper of the heart we already mentioned uh my neighbors the yamadas i uh, i haven't seen that one yet either i have not spirited away uh the cat returns which was a weird it was weird but, <laughs> but it, it was enjoyable too yeah uh like, howl's moving castle oh i love howl's moving castle i really do i'd still like to sit down and watch the entire thing i only saw really i've only seen bits and pieces of it uh, to me howl's moving castles kind of fits in with ponyo a little bit it's not my most favorite it is still a beautiful movie uh i think that's arguably every ghibli <laughs> every film, ghibli film. Like, that's one of the things is the their attention to detail and the art direction and their their art direction and their their uh, attention to to life details right things like when kids put on shoes they'll tap them to make sure they're fitting right and just the way people move is natural yeah yeah they um, kept all the details of like actual real life stuff the though the story in Howl's moving castle to me was a lot easier to get into than yeah. than ponyo was uh, we had Tales from Earthsea, which is actually arguably one of the worst Ghibli films. Which is weird, because the <laughs> book it's based on is good. It's a good book. Um, with Tales from Earthsea, they kind of really did shove this whole naturalist-type agenda into it, and mm -hmm. a lot of it was very... I don't know. It was just like... It was just yet another We Destroyed the World movie, and it didn't really do anything for anybody. Yeah. Uh, Ponyo, Arietti, which I haven't seen. Did they not do Nausicaa? Um, they didn't. Nausicaa was a different one. Oh. Uh, From Up on Poppy Hill. I've been meaning to watch that, actually. Uh, The Wind Rises, Tales of the Princess Kaguya, uh, When Marnie Was There, and apparently there's, uh, Miyazaki's working on one right now, s scheduled for release in 2020, oh, wow. called How Do You Live? Oh, that that just sounds like it's going to have all kinds of pro problems. That's, what uh, was the tale of Princess Kaguya? It's about a, a Japanese princess who's, I believe she's like palm-sized. Oh. It's another sort of Japanese fairy tale sort of thing. See, I think one of the reasons I like the, the whole... Uh, no, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind is Hayao Miyazaki. It might not have been Ghibli then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it might have could been be. before then an independent project from... Yeah, 1982. That predates Ghibli's first movie. That's why. See, the <laughs> problem I have with Nausicaa is I've never actually seen it. Really? I've seen the English version, which is chopped to shit and broken. The, the plot's just gone. Yeah. No, I, I have the Japanese version. I need, it, I need to watch the Japanese it's version. It's strange and interesting and very... Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. I think one of the reasons I like all these Japanese fairy tales so much 
is because I grew up hearing North American fairy tales. Yeah, I, I love foreign folklore. And and the thing about North American fairy tales is that they've all been taken from their original cool and somewhat disturbing roots and reinvented into this Dora the Explorer, <laughs> YTV kids stuff, right? bullshit. So, sort of sugared. Yeah. Yeah, glazed over like happy. Don't it, worry, it's not actually You know, bad. they ba- basically took it and turned all of them into the wishbone version of fucking oh, uh, Huckleberry Finn, you yep, know? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. it, and so everything's so just boring. I just there, there's nothing in it. There's yep. the, you know. It just it just always makes me laugh when you read like the Americanized version of something and it's like, oh, if you're bad, this thing will come and you know it it, yeah. it won't it won't give you candy in a five dollar bill. And kids are like, That's a fucking travesty. That's the scariest yeah. thing I've ever heard. And then children in a foreign land, it's like, well, if you're bad this the thing, cr- this the thing, Krampus will, is going to come well, and take you away. Well, it's like it's and not, torture you. Not even that, but it's like it's like okay, this <laughs> this demon will show up, pull out your teeth, and rape you. Yeah, like yeah. that's like the foreign version, and the Americanized is like you won't get candy. Oh come on, like yeah. yeah. And kids are like losing their mind, and then foreign kids are like, I'm not gonna be bad. I don't want to get raped. I like my teeth. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, yeah. Uh, or uh, well, and that's the thing is you have uh, what was that one? It was uh, it's the fairy tale about that. I, I think it's something like there's like a someone who spins wool into gold and makes Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. That was that was right. Quite... And there's like the you know Donald Duck version. Yep. Of that shit, and it's just like oh, and he kind of gets fucked over. And then there's the actual version where the guy, what is it? He like ends up getting dragged to hell or some shit. Like, I think that's how it works. <laughs> like, it's it's not okay. <laughs> like, you you don't walk away from that situation. There's no happy ending, right? There's no getting out of it. And and like, I don't know. I love those kinds of stories right it's like when uh when people talk about like the original brothers grim type mm-hmm. stories and stuff like that which i'm pretty sure aren't those just uh are the brothers grim versions of the stories just like kind of more urban legend than anything some of them are they're they're a bit more like well, grim well that's the thing <laughs> to be frank i from what i thought it was the Brothers Grimm versions weren't actually the originals either. And they were just like darker versions. For, for that, a lot of stuff, they weren't. Yeah. And they were just like darker versions that people invented and called the Brothers Grimm kind yep. of thing. Um, But I, I'm not exactly sure what that is. But like, I don't know. I love that kind of shit. Like the story of just, just like I mentioned, the Krampus. That's cool as fuck. I'm sorry, but that, that's cool as fuck. Sadly, though, like you're gonna, we're gonna forever have those like child beer goggles. Yeah, over stories like that. that of will, course, that will forever be a thing. They'll always forever be reinvented, um, and and changed. Like, cause evidently there's like, it, it apparently there's different stories from some of the Disney classics that that story is based on. 
Oh yeah, that aren't even kind of <laughs> like kid friendly. No, yeah. not even sort of. And, well, uh, but I understand. Like they're not gonna, you know, they're not going to, you know, subject children to like that kind of real to be, you know, because people would like people would go nuts. Yeah, like, I, I understand um, why they would do that. What was it? I, yeah, I think it was uh, the Lion King is Macbeth. It is. It's it's loosely mm-hmm. based on the events of Macbeth, <laughs> uh, uh, just like the sequel are loose is loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing is Macbeth is definitely not a children's tale. Yeah, it's not the story you take your kids to see. <laughs> no, um, it's uh, especially that one scene in the cave. With yeah. yeah, yeah, there's, there's um, a lot of old ladies in there, and a lot of the older tales aren't uh, aren't all good. I know the original tale of the Little Mermaid ends up with the oh, yeah. Little Mermaid herself basically uh, dying unhappy and turning into sea foam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, her her time runs out, and that's it. She she dissolves. <laughs> Poss- possibly a better ending than. Then the what is it the dildo castle and her getting married? Yeah, that's, yes, that's the adult thing in the Little Mermaid. Well, the two adult oh, things. Oh, yes. You, like when they're panning away at the very end, like the castle in the background has a huge dildo as one of the like spires. One the, yeah, one of the turrets kind of thing. One of the spires yeah. is shaped like a dildo. Animator sneaking shit in. And then the the priest that marries them has a huge erection yeah. <laughs> for like four frames. Yeah, but it's noticeable. But you're just like, all you got to do is be like, there he is. Pause, and you're just like, oh yeah, that's not even like misinterpreted as a boat here. Yeah. That's not the sex in the wind in the Lion King. That you know, it depends on how you look at it. It's it's clear. It's a it's yeah. a straight up yeah. like four foot old man erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh. yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit like that in Disney movies. Disney terrifies me though. They need to stop buying things. They are they are becoming they, a little They are uh, getting pretty yeah. pretty big. Well, I mean, they own something what is it like 80 some percent of the movie IPs and shit that we see nowadays? It's just ridiculous. I don't doubt that. I don't. I really don't think any one corporation should be allowed to own more than like a measurable percentage of any amount of pop culture. I I'm actually kind of waiting for the day that they straight up Microsoft Disney. Oh yeah. Where they're just like, you own too much, split it up. Yeah. And I I honestly feel like that may happen. I don't think it will. Uh... Not not with like with. Not with like what's going on with Sinclair right now. What's that? Sinclair Media. So I I posted a video a bit ago to the unfurled chat of a group of uh, people that are doing news broadcasts. Oh, I think I saw I saw the clip for this. I didn't actually get a chance to watch it all the way through. And talking about how things are very dangerous to our democracy <laughs> this is extremely dangerous to our democracy oh i think yeah i i vaguely remember that post yeah and uh so sinclair media owns for those who don't aren't aware sinclair media owns uh just a fuckload of media groups and local news stations in the united states um, and 
what ended uh, what ends up happening is they'll push out mandatory scripts to all of these news organizations that they own and the results are very black mirror e mhm uh, i mean i can i can pull it up here because luckily it's news and we're a news organization and this falls under fair use not the ad though the ad definitely <laughs> does not fall I mean, under fair use we're not monetized they should turn the ads off yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. So really, really scripted. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 This is extremely dangerous. To our democracy. Wow. Keeps going. Yeah. Jesus. Like, is that it? where that came from? I can see why that memed up. All too common on, on social, social media. Wow, that's rough. <laughs> it, it's literally anti-journalism. It, yeah, like a hundred percent. It's a fucking episode of a Black Mirror, is what the fuck it is. Yeah, like that's when I first saw that, I was just like, like the thing that came to mind was like, you know, warning, warning, dissident or uh, dis, uh, dissenting opinions have been detected on social media please tune into this mandatory broadcast brought to you by your friendly neighborhood news organization trust in the media is waning please uh please proceed to the nearest media trust inducing like i it, it it's fucking terrifying yeah that is terrifying. it sends fucking chills down my fucking spine when i see that shit and it's like, and people are like, man, trust in news media is waning. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> like, Fuck. people are like, you know, CNN is like doing its best to live up to Trump's criticism. Yeah, um, they are on the right path. <laughs> like, you know, and and then you got like the New York Times posting articles literally talking about how Mao's China, uh, Mao's communist China was good for women. And then you have this shit from your local news stations. And people are like, man, how come nobody listens to news anymore? Because traditional media revenues are going down. I don't know what to do. Well, fucking not that. How about you become an actual news organization and not a script reading company well fucking i feel like you know trump came in and went the news media is garbage and then every news media organization ever went challenge accepted and became hold my beer yeah yeah like i'm like what the fuck are you doing this is not that that wasn't the opening yeah you don't (laughs) We don't do this by fucking proving the Cheeto right. You don't 
Don't do that. <laughs> Never please. The sheet all right. Please don't make the shit Trump says fucking come true. Yeah, you're validating him now. Like <laughs> That is the last thing we need. We need his lies to be lies, not eventual truths. <laughs> like, fuck. It's yeah. so fucking infuriating. It's it's pretty lame. Like the fact that uh the fact that that is a thing is disgusting. Is, is kind of sad. Like yeah. it should never it should never have gone there. Yeah. Oh, it, that actually reminds me of this other one that got posted too, just speaking of like please trust your local news organizations is uh this very very tone deaf video that the catholic church sorry the um church something uh what is it uh the uh oh i can't find it uh, but it, it was put up by the channel inc kids which is like this hyper christian like radical Christian YouTube channel that's actually kind of terrifying. Okay. To the point where it talks like it talks about how uh, like telling kids that they shouldn't celebrate Christmas cuz Christmas is against God because Christmas isn't in the Bible and I mean rightfully saying that the reason it was put on December 25th was because of the Roman sun festival and the Christmas tree came from pagan symbols but they're basically likening it to satan worship and telling kids not to celebrate Christmas. Okay. Um but they put up another video uh where um uh, let me just uh let's see if I can just find a good spot. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Sing along with me. Wow. And it's just that over and over for three and a half minutes. The lyrics being, if you didn't catch them, always submit to the church administration if we do then we will receive salvation and it goes and goes and goes to the till till, till it get you know you get like the full like you know choir (laughs) and it's sung in several languages like italian and indian and whatever else yeah always submit Yep. I I like their use of the language too. Submit. Not listen to. Yeah. Not respect. It certainly doesn't sound like something a child would say either. (laughs) No, it's. You know what? Honestly, all that video is to me is just the. (coughs) I'm going to I'm going to straight up say that that's basically like. The the. Chi- the childlike doctrine for rapture that is straight up like fucking like bioshock level of yeah <laughs> of it's brainwashing. What it sounds like, right? it's brainwashing oh absolutely it is and i just i mean you know choice is neat we we probably shouldn't <laughs> take that away you know from youth adults really anyone cuz i think choice is a fundamental right that everyone should have. <laughs> yeah. And 
that that vastly undermines choice that vastly yeah that that very much tramples the ideal of free will and choice (laughs) to the point where it's like if we get them early we can mold them how we want and there's there's the point of teaching the youth good values and then there's teaching them i like this so you like this yeah yeah which which is not i've never liked that either i just i don't uh it's it's again it's a fundamental human right that you have the and you know arguably children are children and you know needed to be need to be guided a little bit guided not dictated forced Yeah. yeah yeah it's not like you know put on your uh, what is it? Put on your like eye stretchers and watch this like creepy film for <laughs> until you're like that is straight up a universal soldier level of fucking like <laughs> like child indoctrination. Oh like, my god! Yeah, Ugh. like we're gonna freeze these kids and you know wake them up a hundred years from now and then they're just gonna be like brainwashed slaves. And I don't care. I don't care the fact that it's like if it was. If it's religious, not like non-religious, it doesn't matter. Nobody like it, nobody should have to deal with that ever for anything. I I don't know. I'm definitely a big fan of finding a way to stop people from indoctrinating children into belief systems. Uh, yeah, because well, it's trash. I, it's I don't fair. know how to do that without there also being significant collateral damage. Yeah, there that would be a tough thing to uh yeah control <laughs> that is a it's very because it's very hard to define indoctrination yes because there's lots of things that could be indoctrinating, indoctrinating if yep. you're not careful about the specifics about of how you word yes that because then it's like science is indoctrination now and it's like well not really except enough people probably would say so yeah so i don't know um hard to regulate and anyway i don't think we'll ever get away from some for i understand like indoctrination is very inherent even if it's not necessarily the end goal or intended it's you're you're spouting an ideal that very well could take off Yep. I mean, look at our memes indoctrination. They could be. They could be depending considered. on how they're targeted. Well, let's let's put it this way. How about things like, uh, I don't know. Oh, I had a super good example, and now I can't remember. Well, Sorry. now you don't. Train of thought derailed. Yep. Yeah, it's probably because I've been indoctrinated to forget it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the chips. Did either of you guys have any things you wanted to talk about? Because I have a thing. I, I actually just wanted to talk about Sinclair. So we are we already got that. Okay. Um, well, I want to talk about a tweet that was posted today oh. at noon oh. by a fur. Okay. Uh, so as you as you all know, there are fur cons. Yes. No. Right. Uh, and some of them are quite big. You know, we have Anthrocon and FC. 
Uh, a fairly major one that that's out there is Furry Weekend Atlanta, FWA. Yep. All right. Uh, I think it's coming up or is just started or just went by. I don't know which. Um, I can actually double check really quick here. WA dates. Uh, yeah, so it, it started today. Okay. Um, and as people went to the hotel, as you know, hotels and fur cons, they always have a bit of a love-hate relationship, yep. right? Fur cons make you lots of money, typically, especially the massive ones that book most of your hotel. Oh, definitely. Right? Yep. But they come with furries attached, which that's a mixed bag for a variety of reasons. Um, but I, I don't think you've been to one yet. Well, I went to, um, uh, what is it? I went to the Edmonton one. You've been to fur then? Yeah, I've been to fur Yeah, so I was at that, fur That's a but... mini dose of what the larger ones are like. Oh, I'm sure the larger ones are positively bananas. But, but as you know, they're full of people running around in fursuits, having a good time, lots of talking. Yeah. Um, especially in the large ones you've got. Tons of people doing all kinds of stuff for, for attention. Yep. Well, when people went to check in to the uh, Marriott, where the FWA takes place, this year they were presented with a code of conduct policy. Okay. And asked to sign it. Okay. Uh, so the code of conduct policy has a, uh, a bunch of provisions on it that you are accepting and acknowledging before you are checked into your room. Okay. Let me just read these out for you, because uh, I'll get to why this bothers me in a minute. But uh, so the the points that were requested for uh, for acknowledgement were parties of any kind are prohibited in any area of our guest rooms or suites. Already, not happy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Already uh, a major conflict with the general. Uh, large group atmosphere. Yeah, because if you're just doing it in your own room, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, we value our guests' experience and want them to leave as a better version of themselves. Noise complaints can result in eviction without notice or refund. Any compensation due to a noise complaint will be charged back to your account in full. Smoking is strictly prohibited. Okay. And there's a $250 fine for smoking. That's, that's fair, yeah. Uh, to value any sort of guest or the value of any sort of guest room damage, broken furniture, stains, etc., discovered in your room upon departure may be charged to your account at the hotel's discretion. That's fair. Uh, the use of ath any athletic equipment is prohibited while inside the hotel. Any equipment seen being used will be confiscated by our staff. What what do they consider? What, what the fuck is athletic equipment? I, I don't know. It's not defined in this. Um, pulling fire alarms is a felony offense and will not be permitted. That's fair. Duh. We all know okay. that, yeah. Uh, loud, obscene, or boisterous behavior will not be tolerated and will result in only one warning, which is in accordance with our hotel noise policy. That's going to be a Professionalism problem. <laughs> is expected in all public areas, including guest elevators. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, good fucking luck uh, with that one. Quiet hours begin at 10 p.m. Please reduce your sound levels, talking, television, radios, etc., to um, uh, acceptable level at this time for the remainder of the night, and checkout is at eleven a.m. Checkout is late. Checkout is available. May cost a fee. Right. Yep. So, two things for me. First off, most of these points are kind of common sense. Right. You're in a hotel. Don't break shit. Don't smoke. Don't smoke in non-smoking rooms. Don't pull fire alarms. Don't pull fire alarms. Right. Don't be a noisy asshole. Exactly. Right. 
Now, parties at Furcons are one of those things that gets on that line all the time, and they often get shut down for being too too loud. Yeah. Right? The thing is, if you're holding a party in your room, you should be expecting it not to have music blasting out of the speakers at <laughs> one in the morning. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Even on a party floor, you're going to be disturbing someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, <laughs> but the one that gets me the most... Uh, in fact, the, the two that sort of get me the most, the first one is parties of any kind are prohibited. Well, you're telling me that you go around to every wedding, every business convention. I was going to say, and you uh, stop people from having a quote unquote party. Yeah. But, I want to know what a party is defined as. Yeah. That's right? the shitty part is there's no way to, cause you can have, you can have a, a party that's not, that's not overly loud yeah. with people hanging out. You can consider that a party. Yeah, exactly, right? The the one that gets me is the confiscated. Yeah, and, uh, sorry, three things that get me then. Because uh, I'll tell you right now, I don't care who in that hotel tells you to hand over your shit, don't. They have no right to confiscate your your property. Oh, yeah. absolutely not. No, that's not. theft. That is theft. Straight up. Right. So if you hand it over willingly, you're fucked because you handed it over. If you refuse, they have no leg to stand on. Yeah. Right? Um... And the other one that gets me has no boisterous behavior. I'm sorry. Good fucking luck. You book any kind of wedding for any reason whatsoever. You book a fucking IT convention. Yeah. You book a fucking librarian convention, right? Someone in there is laughing loudly and making loud jokes, probably a little drunk as they wander around your hotel. Uh, I mean, have you ever... Have you have you ever seen a Canadian Bar Association convention? Oh, my God. Uh, like... Law, because because I have because I imagine that's awful. Do do you know what happens when you get a shitload of lawyers <laughs> together <laughs> together into a conference that is full of nothing but really long shitty panels? They get drunk a lot. They do fuckloads of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> is what happens. There's um there's a big uh, there's like a big fashion and style um convention every year. And I was told that that there was many sinks and toilets broken. <laughs> um, there was uh, absolutely destroyed hotel rooms, mm-hmm. like absolutely destroyed to the point where the convention, which makes them a considerable amount of money that have gone there for a few years now, has been told never to return. Yeah. So... Ultimately, here's here's my big problems with this. One, this is a terrible PR move, right? Oh, yeah. If you ever walk into a hotel and they hand you a waiver, find a new hotel. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they don't care about their customer experience, right? They are trying to protect themselves. And if they are defensive when you walk in the door, then why would you, why would you give them your money? Well, and why would you? Like, that, that's such a shitty attitude to deal yeah. with yeah. the second you walk can I, in. Can right? I see that tweet? I yeah. want to see this letter. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then the second part is some of these concerns are legitimate, and especially with the reputations that large fur cons get, right? There have been incidents at almost any fur con I can think of. Yeah. Right? It it just it happens when you get a large number of people together, especially when they are uh, socially connected. <laughs> what in the fuck is athletic equipment, though? I, it's it's not defined <laughs> here. Uh, is that right? like if I have a tennis ball? 
I, that, I, I'm trying to think if it's like, are you going to straight up like just drag an elliptical up to your room? <laughs> like, yeah. that's and see, I can see them, especially if you're hosting like a bodybuilder convention, you don't want people lugging all their fucking weights to their rooms. Okay, yeah, fair. Right? Yeah, but, like, you know, it, it's still I, a hotel. The thing is, part of me feels like uh, that letter wasn't given to the bodybuilding convention. No, and that's the thing is... Uh, that was distributed to people checking in, and it was done so without communication, as far as I'm aware, with the convention. Yeah, I wouldn't sign it. No, I wouldn't sign it either. Yeah. Right? And, I, I, and I, I'd tell them straight up, like, look, we're going to have a problem, and you're going to have police here. I'm not signing that. I already paid you. I booked this room. There was nothing on your anywhere stating I'd have to sign such no, a no, thing. No, no, that's the thing. You've already accepted these policies. You paid them. You've booked a room. At some point, you checked an I agree to your policies button to make your booking. Yep. Right? It's part of making a booking online or when you call them. Right? It's it's a standard waiver because they need to put it in. Otherwise, you can just say, I didn't, uh, I didn't know. Yep. Right? So they're not going to do it for, like, they already do it for everyone. The, the issue that I have here is that it's being handed out to people because you're assuming negative intent, which is terrible terrible pr well and it makes i feel like that would cause more like more issues because people are like ah oh, whatever i fucking signed this stupid thing and people are already so mad about it because people are driven by revenge that they're just gonna be a dink anyway right like yeah. and uh, now i know there's been some follow-up to this and they are no longer handing out that waiver right they they stopped good which is good um but the thing is if this had been a if this had been attached to, say, your registration when you signed up for the convention yeah. as a here are the hotel's policies, even that is significantly less impactful to your experience. Because, again, walking up and getting that. these policies already exist. You know not to fucking break shit in a hotel. You know, running around publicly intoxicated and shouting at the top of your lungs is not good no matter where you are, yep. hotel or not. So it's not like these are unusual requests. It's just that you're basically slapping every guest who walks in for the convention. Yep. I don't imagine FWA was very pleased. I can't imagine. And I'm going to do some follow-up reading on that because, right, If again, if I walked into a hotel that handed me a waiver for, you know, damages to a room and shit. I'd laugh and tell them to get fucked. Well, I'd tell them, why, have, why wasn't this on the... The agreement page. I've already agreed to this shit. Well, and was this was this communicated to like the administration of the con? Too? I don't know. I highly doubt it. Because if they if they had like when they went to say like, hey, we're we want to book this for our event, so you know what are the stipulations? To da da da. Are you going to see? Because like, I would absolutely, I would absolutely flip at the hotel if. They did this behind, like when they had full, they had every opportunity to explain to the admin for the event, for the con, that this will be a stipulation of you, of you using our hotel, that your guests that arrive will have to sign this waiver. Now, if that was communicated properly, but it's, it still sucks either way, yeah. but, but if it, but if they decided not to do that when they had the opportunity and then people just started showing up and out of the fucking blue, get like this, you know, basically this shitty letter, mm -hmm. 
Like, it's, just, it, it's, it's aggressive is what it is, right? Oh, it mm-hmm. sucks. And it's the kind of thing where, right, imagine every Marriott doing this, right? No matter where you go, if you are signing into a Marriott, you have to sign this policy. Bookings in Marriott's would yeah. drop. Because I mean, no one likes to be told well, we don't trust you when yeah. you walk in the door well, to the, a customer service area. And that's the thing is if if I was the the chairman of this convention. I'd be looking for a new I'd, hotel. I'd be livid. I'd be in that room literally screaming. Oh, yeah. take your money elsewhere, right? Yeah, and that's just it, right? FWA, it's not tiny, no. right? It's huge. It books out most of this hotel, right? Again, I understand you want to protect yourself from damages, but this too, this doesn't do anything legally. As far as I'm aware for you, yeah. right? It's a awareness signature so that like, should you have to take someone to court, you have a piece of paper that shows that they signed it. Because uh, the thing is, the, the FWA contract, how big is FWA? Like, what, 2,000 attendees? Uh, I'll check. Because that's going to be a, like, tens of thousands of dollars contract yeah, and it's that like they really have gonna... with that hotel. Yeah. Well, it's like, you, you really want to, like, be petty and lose out on that money? Well, like, that's... And that's, that's exactly the thing. Right, like pettiness just cost you like five figures, like maybe, <laughs> maybe six, maybe dial it back a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, so 2017 had 4,200 attendees. See, okay, that's so that, that's crazy. a that's probably a several hundred thousand dollar contract. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like six figures you to be petty. Like, so whoever, <laughs> like, I'd be in that room screaming, and I'd be on the phone with corporate, being like, "No, I want the manager of this hotel fired, or I'm not coming back." Yeah, whoever, whoever the public relations and event management person is at this hotel, fired. You've made a big mistake, yeah. and you shouldn't do it again. Well, like, well, because, like, I mean, I know that con- some conventions. They get shat on, and people are a little gun shy of doing things because of like what happened with rainforests and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. I, I, don't get me wrong. There is a reputation behind this, but but you man, can't act on that. Like, it, like, and, and that's the thing too. Is like, okay, yeah, your convention's prone to damage. You know what? All these conventions have insurance. Yeah, and also rather large bank accounts, and very commonly they pay. For shit that gets damaged but mm-hmm. but what is the like, right that, well because like that's part of renting out the space do you think anthrocon just like packs up their shit and leaves and then just leaves this convention center with like a broken door and other yeah, shit right. like no no they they have to pay for that shit it's like when you rent a room you don't just get to like that's wreck shit and then check out that's what i'm that's what i was gonna say like the fact that <sighs> the fact that you're like getting people to sign this shit people know People are aware mm-hmm. that if they destroy their hotel room, they have to pay. Yeah. It's never been a different way. That's how it's always been. Yep. So it's it's purely like it's almost purely spiteful to make people sign a thing that they already know that if you break shit, you're going to have to pay for it because that's how fucking life works. Yeah. You don't get to walk into a dealership, go to test drive a car, run it into mm-hmm. a pole and then just walk away. That's that's never how it's been. Yeah. That's never and it, honestly, like I can attribute this to a similar situation on a very, very like a much smaller scale. But for instance, uh, when I worked out of town, and we stayed in hotels all the time, yep. different hotels, whatever, and we were like a, a fairly small group, so we got what like five five rooms, four or five rooms, and. The only hotel we ever went to 
and it was all through corporate. They paid for everything, and their stuff was attached to everything. We walked up to the the counter, and it was only the one time ever that they told all of us to put a credit card on the room for incidentals. Every single separate room. We're like, no, it's done through the company. Yep. I'm not giving you my credit card. And some of some people didn't have credit cards. Yep. And they were basically saying, well, if I don't have a credit card, you can't stay here. And it's like, well, good luck explaining to the company mm-hmm. that the rooms they already paid for, I no longer can stay in because the you have a direct access to their account. Yep. And I'm pretty positive that if somebody steals a fucking bathrobe and it goes on the company's thing, that they're going to definitely call us up and, and take it out of our paycheck. And like, I've dealt with that. Uh, I book hotels for my company mm-hmm. as one of my, my duties. And we've dealt with that before as well. People calling us and being told they need to put a credit card on the account. No. And the answer is no. You have a contract with the company. Read your stipulations and obey your contract. Yeah. Yeah. Or you won't have a contract. Yeah. And that's happened four. We've we've broken four contracts because of that. Uh, it's right? it's bullshit. There's no like you don't you have a direct con- contract with the company. Yeah. Like it's not and you don't you don't ask for fucking individuals. I'm sorry, but like they pay us. If they need to take their money, they'll take it directly out of our check, and you will get paid. Yep. Like. But they're just they're, they're so like, Again, and it's it, not even a small company either. And like, it, stuff like that comes from hotels who've been fucked by it, right? Someone comes in on a company contract, drinks the whole mini bar, walks out, refuses to pay the the bill. Yeah. And the the trouble the hotel will run into is they'll go to the company, and the company's going to say, "Well, we don't we don't pay for that. It's not in our contract." Yeah. Which means it has to go to court, right? And the company will lose. Because the uh, employee's an, uh, an agent of yeah. that company mm-hmm. and acted outside of, you know, expectation. But it's a pain in the ass. So then they get defensive. And that's that's what this was. This is a defensive and, uh, as you said, um, spiteful attitude. Yep. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't belong, right? You're dealing with the public. You're dealing with large large groups of people. Who are paying you large sums of money. Yeah. Just treat them with the utmost respect that you want everyone to think your hotel is going to it, give. It's like that bartender that we had at Furay yeah. that one year who right. was promptly fired. Like, the, I can't <laughs> remember what her... Was it a him or her? She was the bartender at the dance. Yeah, and she was, like, spiteful. And oh, yeah, she was just being a total bitch yeah. to everybody. And then several people complained, and, hey, she didn't work there for very long. Right? Could you imagine, like, flip it on a head. Imagine if it was a wedding, right? Oh, my God. People would be fucking flipping their shit. Well, let me tell you how fast the air in that lobby fucking turned sour after they were all like, you all need individual credit cards for all your rooms. Everybody was immediately, like, pissed. Livid. Like, and you can't, I mean, it, nobody, and that was, like, the, that was the stern argument. It was, like, you have you clearly have a contract with our company. No other single fucking hotel we've ever been to in the last like three years, like every week, we like every week has never asked us for incidentals, yep. credit cards for incidentals, especially individual credit cards. Yep. If you ask for a corporate card for things like gas and stuff like that, 
all right, I can understand that, but not each individual's from the room. No. I understand you've been fucked before, but that does not That's mean not your you, problem. Yeah, that does not mean you turn the fuck on its head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be like, ah, well, we're going to fuck you now. That's well, not, no, that's not how and, it works. And, and see, here's the thing. There, there is also such a thing as the cost of doing business mm-hmm. and getting fucked over sometimes is part of it. Yeah, yep. welcome to business. Like, and again, the hotel has insurance too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Their room gets ripped to shit. They file a claim for damages from a, a guest and pay very little. Yeah. Kind of like the hotel where a guy went to run a bath. Uh, he, he came into his room after a long night of drinking, went to run a bath and then passed out. Yep. While the bath was filling. Yeah. And filling and filled. And then overflows. About. And- about seven floors yeah. <laughs> worth of and the way hotel. That, the way that ends up is the, the hotel claims insurance, repairs all the rooms, and then sues them for mm-hmm. damages. Right? Yep. That, that's what you do. Well, rather the insurance company sues them for damages. Yeah. Who, well, whoever's out of pocket sues them, right? Yeah. But it's not, you don't then demand his credit card to charge him for that because. I'm sorry. Nobody has $3.3 million yeah. to pay for damages to a hotel. Stupid. It, no, it, it happened to it happened in Calgary actually. There was a uh, I can't remember. There was a professional sports. There was a some professional sports player that whose girlfriend uh, went to his like penthouse suite of like a uh, like a forty fo- forty floor building downtown apartment building. He lived in the penthouse. His girlfriend came by, ran a bath. Her friend called her. She went out, and it destroyed about thirty some odd floors. Oh my god. Uh, oh as that God. water dripped down and he had to pay because yeah. he was in the penthouse. Yeah. Well, like, he brought, hopefully he had insurance. insurance. Oh, like definitely. <laughs> like that's the thing is I have renter's insurance for this place. Yep. So that if I burn it down, you know, I'm not in the hole. What would this be? Probably $500,000. Well, probably more. Yeah. And you're not responsible for the building. Right. True. That's your that's your landlord's responsibility. Yeah, but but I am responsible for damage uh, damage that I cause. Damage that you cause and so uh, possessions. If, so if I cause a fire, like if I'm cooking and I cause a fire, that yeah. actually that's my insurance that pays for it. As long as you are found at fault. Yeah. Sure. And it's not like your gas line leaks and then explodes or something. Yeah. It's funny how much insurance there is. So there's there's the insurance on the mortgage that the bank has. Mm-hmm. There's the insurance on the house that the person has. There's the insurance on the house that I have. Yep. There's the insurance on my possessions that I have. There's the insurance on my two cars that I have. Like, There's a lot of insurance out there. Health insurance. Fucking. Yep. If you get stuck in that fire, there's health insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. Or life insurance. Yeah. So why don't we take a little break then? Yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll play a car we'll segment. Play car, and then we will come back. Uh, we have no email, partially because not only have we been away for four weeks, but there also hasn't been any episodes posted in a while. No. Partially due to technical difficulty, partially due to just me. You know, the usual excuse. Oh, that's Neat. okay. So we will uh, get that going here and then probably... Uh, Talk a little more, yep. and then go home so I can play more five. Fuck off! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and oh, have I missed all of you lovely folks. Alright, so, fortunately for me, it hasn't been a slow couple of weeks. At least not when it uh, comes to the news. 
So, ah, where should we start? I guess we'll start with the fun stuff. Uh, so for those of you who may not have heard, uh, because you may have actually been one of the smart folks around and don't have stuff on Facebook, uh, or you just don't pay attention to anything news regarding Facebook, you may not have heard of this little fun gem called Cambridge Analytica. Now, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if uh, Tal has already gone into this a little bit, but hey, I figure I'm going to go into it anyway, because there is absolutely a political implication for this one, and a pretty fucking big one. So, what the hell am I talking about, you wonder? Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, the news broke that a uh, dark, shady underworld, uh, also known as a data collection agency of some kind called Cambridge Analytica, uh, who's based in the United Kingdom, had basically gotten a hold of tens of millions of uh, Americans and other people around the world's personal information. Now, I mean, it's Facebook, let's be honest. You already kind of put a lot of your own personal information out there all the fucking time. Um, now my personal opinion of Facebook is it has become a terrible bastardization of what it once was. I really only maintain account for my real less fuzzy self, um, for the purposes of keeping contact with family members who only use that to communicate mostly because I just don't have a choice and I like my family enough. I want to keep in contact, but that's about it. I don't go on there. I don't put anything on there. Anyway, that's beside the point. What has happened? And as you for those of you who do frequent Facebook, uh, you may be aware, of course, that all the time you'll have little Facebook apps and things like that that will go and get you to do these fun little surveys like what superhero character are you or which house would you belong to if you went to Hogwarts or uh, what are your thoughts on Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? It's that last one that's a little bit concerning. So what had happened is that uh, Cambridge Analytica had had a series of like personality quiz type tests basically um and it turns out that they have been using that data extensively uh now one of the spots where it has been used is that that data was then sold back to various ad organizations and things like that that were then able to send targeted ads and targeted content to people on Facebook. Now, one of these ideas that you may have heard of is this this whole concept of like the, the the sounding room or whatnot is this this problem that has arisen from social media in the last couple of years, where you know you're going to tend to follow people who you agree with politically, at least in part or socially, or right. You're not going to go and follow Breitbart if you are a uh, transgendered uh poly relationship other kin i don't know helicopter i no offense to any of our translists or anything but um you know just right people who sit on the left end of the political spectrum are probably not going to follow breitbart's twitter uh they'll just get the best parts from the other people that they follow who who do uh right you're not going to have somebody who is super hardcore second amendment libertarian following Huffington Post. Like it just, you're right. You, you will tend to gravitate to the people, to the organizations, to the sources 
that most basically that you most agree with, right? And occasionally, you know, you might be a little bit risque. And if you're somebody on the right, you might grab the occasional centrist opinion. Or if you're in the center, right, you might grab somebody who's the, you know, the left of center or the right of center. But you're, again, you're probably not going to go subscribing to Rebel News and, uh, you know, the Marxist Organization of Canada, whatever the hell. Um, and so what had happened basically is that uh, Cambridge Analytical was able to use these psychological surveys uh, to basically pull down all of the other stuff on Facebook by by some weird trick of their app that they were able to get in there and see a whole bunch of other stuff. And they were able to use that data and aggregate that data to a point where they were then able to be able to more specifically target things back out to folks. So that sounding board of yours became even worse. And it's one of those things that contributes a lot to this whole concern with, you know, fake news. Well, the problem is, is a lot of that fake news is is so because it's just, it's coming out of these sources that haven't been checked and everything like that. But again, they're also uh, what are called dog whistles in the political area, right? These, these articles that are, and, and they don't necessarily even have to be fake, honestly, for, for these dog whistle tactics, but they're these things that have these keywords that... If you're someone who's not already slightly attuned to that end of the political spectrum, right, your ears can't hear that pitch, if you will, then you won't catch it. But if you are somebody who's just keyed in enough to those areas, then they're, they're just going to be that much more um, relevant to you. Uh, examples are when referring to crime is, you know, doing things like showing a picture of a disheveled black man. Uh on the the thing that's that's what's called dog whistle politics or dog whistle uh uh campaigning uh right on the flip side when you're talking about uh you know a a family man and then you show a clean cut white guy or you know a a nice looking conventional you know nuclear caucasian family uh it's that sort of thing and so again these kind of things can then get twisted to extremes now where does this come into well, the problem is, is that now a lot of this data that came out of this breach with Facebook and with this immense, immense amount of psychological profiling that Cambridge Analytica was able to collect is there's a real concern that it may not have been the Russians who was influencing the election in the United States. In fact, it may have been these wonderful British folks in Cambridge. All they had to do was sell off all this data to somebody in the United States who had a right interest in having a fucking Cheeto elected. Yes, so that's been some of the concern. And it hasn't just that either, because as I mentioned, Cambridge Analytica is a British company. And what other big political thing happened in Britain lately? Uh, hang on, it'll come. Right, they're leaving the EU. EU just, uh. So the other concern is that the same information that was used went to another company called Aggregate IQ. Now, this one has been not nearly as much in the news as Cambridge. But the problem is, is that Aggregate, aggregate AQ, or IQ which is a Canadian company. Uh, in fact, which has been occasionally mentioned to basically be the Canadian office of uh, Cambridge uh, Analytica. They've made a couple of neat apps over the years as well. 
um, things that would help for campaigns, uh, almost all of them, actually all of them, now that I'm thinking about it, for conservative candidates, uh, things on the Republican side of things, uh, I don't think quite as bad as UKIP, but, uh, you know, again, all kind of very much right-wing things, everything from uh, gubernatorial elections to Senate, uh, in fact, uh, aggregate IQ uh, in, created the app to help for Ted Cruz's uh, bid for the Republican nomination for the White House. We know how that went, but, you know, that notwithstanding. And so this company was also uh, basically supplying a lot of information that was potentially acquired through the original uh, Cambridge data mining for the Brexit campaign. And no, they sure weren't sending it to the folks who wanted to stay into the EU. Now, we talked about this before with a lot of the misinformation that had been being tossed around as a part of that vote, right? Uh, massively uh, exaggerated numbers for how much Britain would save by no longer having to give money into the EU. Uh, I mean, outright lies for this, that, or the other thing. Again, I won't go into that too much because I covered that like a motherfucker back when that was actually going on. Um, but it's serious enough that the privacy commissioner, both for British Columbia, because, uh, aggregate IQ is based in Victoria, BC, uh, as well as the Canadian federal privacy watchdogs are all getting involved into this privacy probe and this, this breach of information probe into aggregate IQ, which then follows up into Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Now, with Cambridge Analytica being a British-based company, there's not a whole lot that Canadian authorities or American authorities can do for that matter. They can go after Facebook because that is an American corporation. But again, it's a question of, you know, how much did they did they fuck up? How much did they deliberately allow? And how much was this an, an exploit that someone at Cambridge Analytica found? Um, and that's part of the investigation. I mean, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of the Facebook staff are claiming that the loophole that was used to collect that information way back when has been long since closed. And since then, Facebook is being more uh, explicit in requesting your information, in request, in telling you what an app is going to be asking for access for. And I'm sure you've all seen that every time you go into some new game or app or whatever else like that within Facebook. Uh, or you link another one of your games on your phone or your iPad or whatever else to to Facebook or using logging in with your Facebook account. Uh, but basically, the, the, the large concern, of course, is that these elections have already happened. Like, they're long since done, right? They, the results are, are counted. They're in, right? Trump has been president for almost two years now. No, a year. Oh, God, it has only been a year. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, all right, that, that slight bout of nausea is done. Um, so it's, well, what do you do now? I mean, again, the Trump administration is under barrages every which way for people being investigated left right center up down future and past i mean at this point we're just about to breach into the fourth dimension somebody get the tardis or something so we can cover all these bases but i mean with all the firings and all this other going in this is just another piece that just gets heaped on top of that well it's like even if russia didn't do anything then they sure as hell oh, weren't using the greatest tactics ever um well i mean the greatest tactics in the sense that I guess they won the election. So, you know, it worked. Um, ethical is another matter entirely. Uh, but that's basically all for me for today. I mean, it's good to be back again. Uh, I know it's been a while. 
Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, rebuttals, us at unfurled.net, or of course, our Telegram chat, as always. But my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. <laughs> and we're back. Dead air. Dead air. Oh, oh, uh, Tal's might, uh, might be a minute. He's destroying our set. I like how you're typing on the keyboard when it's upside down. I know. How do you think I type so fast? Upside downly. Yeah. <laughs> in opposite land. Uh, there, there's not even like a system board in this <laughs> anymore. It, we found a bunch of Tal's old stuff. Old, broken junk well yeah if lonely island has taught me nothing you uh you can't trust the system yeah i uh i really should recycle this shit you you definitely should yeah i don't i don't i think that the days of its computing is over <laughs> i think the days of its functioning at all in any form it would make a fancy ass doorstop but that's about it yeah. Not even fancy anymore. Well, a dilapidated doorstep. Um, my coat. And I, I also have this. Do you remember these? I do. Oh, my God. It's a, a Bluetooth keyboard, right? Keyboard and mouse. Yeah. For media PCs. Yeah. That uh, I don't know if it's chargeable. I don't think it's rechargeable. Uh, Does it use double A's? I think so. Find out next scary. time on Unfurled whether or not this keyboard mouse Bluetooth combo is yeah. rechargeable. Neat. I, I forget, Tal, did you have anything you wanted to say on Car's topic? Because I know you'd mentioned before. Uh, no, no, he, I don't. He covered most of it for you. Yeah. Well, oh hot. no, it's uh, it's it's rechargeable battery. Okay. There. Oh, uh, neat. Well, I'll tell you what then. I think. Uh, I think that's probably enough for today. I can call that a sode. And uh, Tal, stop fiddling with your <sighs> garbage and uh, give us a takeout here. Take me We've out. We've had enough bullshit to discuss today. Well then, we would like to remind you to delete Facebook. <laughs> Please do it. Delete um, all ad collecting stuff. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I just keep the part where it reminds me of people's birthdays? You can do that without Facebook. I, I know, but it's... I mean, like, if I, if, if I go into my uh, my contacts here, and then I But that means you, you have to know when they are first. Then uh, I can go here. Oh, I, well, you weren't born in 2018, but I know the day. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know the day anyway. You, you don't know I wasn't born in 2018. I could be back from the future, Marty. It could, it could be, it could be it. Maybe. The, the, I could. This, this. I, I think I was trying to fix that, and then it originally had you being born in uh, the year zero 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 zero. Maybe I was. <laughs> How do you know? So, you don't know me. But yeah. Anyway, remember to delete Facebook. Do yep. it. Do it. Uh, also, don't use Twitter with a real name. That's probably a good idea too. Probably separate your Twitters into yeah. multiple accounts, like what I have. Uh, also use separate emails. Do also that, yeah. go to the website, haveibeenpwned.com. Uh, it's pretty great. Enlightening. 
this this isn't uh paranoid security cast this is get me the fuck home cast wow <laughs> get, get thank me you. to my vibe yeah. cast thank you for tuning in thanks uh, we'd like to thank omari and scream fox for the music and logo respectively thank you uh we would also like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in if you are watching on youtube right now be sure you hit that subscribe button and comment and all that because it helps our numbers and bigger numbers are better on youtube because then people might actually get notified notified uh, and since it seems like our notifi- notifications notification uh, aren't working, hit the bell icon so that you actually get notified, because otherwise you won't get notified. I got notified. Um, I still haven't been notified. Um, so yeah, remember to hit the bell. Um, other than that, uh, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can go to our website, unfurled.net, where there is a fancy dancy contact form and links to all of our shit. All the bullshit. Also, very special thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, you know, even if you're doing like the $1 thing, it helps us a lot. Uh, it lets us do things like uh, have Vox get coffee that isn't Tim Hortons. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently we're that ghetto today. Um, it, it's right next to the house. So it's <laughs> like, it, arguably Starbucks is closer, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they also are fucking like, you know, brewing it in diamond encrusted cups for seven fucking dollars. Not if you could just get a regular coffee from there. It's like two bucks. Um, I've never had a two dollar regular coffee from from Tim Horton or from Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just get a black coffee. Yeah, like, but 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 I don't drink black. Well, then get a coffee with some cream and sugar. I mean, yeah, if you get the caramel macchiato, it's like... Which is delicious. Six fucking dollars. The fancy shit is, is pretty good. It just, like... I, I, I think... No. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there's contact forms there and links to all of our shit and our Twitter and all that. We still have to fix that Telegram link, by the way. Yeah, we really should do that. Uh, so hopefully by the time you hear this, there will be a Telegram link. A Smellogram link. Uh, to our actual chat so that you can join our chat and Yay! be part of our chat and chat with us in the chat. Yeah, chat. Chat. Chat, John Men. Good night. John Men. Bye. John Men. Oh, stop. That is not a radio-friendly sound. Stop. Stop, he's already dead. Could could you fucking nod over there with your fucking crimping and crimping ain't easy. Actually, it is with those. Anyway, um, as usual, we love you. We'll miss you. And don't forget, submit to the unfurled administration. Oh, God. Oh, God, that was awful. Hang on. Hang on. I need a clear marker. Hang on. I'm like a like an old man about to eat a Werther's original. <laughs> you just gotta <laughs> gotta lube up the <laughs> lube up lube up the two. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't do that sound if I'm gonna laugh. I can't. It's like trying to whistle when someone's twisting your nipple. It does it does not happen. It does not happen. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh okay. No.
The Holocaust. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I like how that made us laugh more. Like, that's supposed to be like a sad... Uh, okay, you all gotta watch that episode of Kenny versus Spetty, where it's like the first one to laugh loses. And like, Spetty just puts up like pictures of the Holocaust and shit. And just like, like, it just like, he's just like, like sad the whole time. And like, Kenny's like almost losing his shit. Because he's just like, this is ridiculous. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, good night. The fuck? I can't. You know what? I can't. Oh, it's so high pitched.